Hi, my name is Dominique Jenkins, and today I will be talking about how to create a classroom environment that's safe and open for all students. I chose this topic because I feel like it's such an important topic for all educators to be familiar with, yet it's not talked about nearly enough. Before I get started on how to make it safe, I will go over briefly how teachers unintentionally create an unsafe classroom environment. To create a safe environment, it starts with day one of class. The first big concern is when teachers don't establish relationships with their students. When students feel like they have a closer relationship or trust with their teachers, they're less likely to act out. Another way is when teachers don't set their classroom expectations in the beginning. If you don't make sure students know that bullying is unacceptable and they are in this, a safe environment, it could create unease and uncertainty for the students. Lastly, not following through with students' worries or complaints could create a bigger problem. If a student comes up to their teacher who they feel like they can trust and the teacher doesn't take their concerns seriously or follow through, that could really make the student feel like their issues aren't valid or taken seriously, and that could hurt the trust between the two. These are only a few ways educators could unintentionally create mistrust or an unsafe learning space, but ones that I found to be very important because if these aren't taken seriously, it could really, really hurt the children. Now on to the good stuff and a lot more brighter. How to make a class safe. This takes a lot of prep work and thought. Some simple options are creating posters on how to talk to a trusted adult or how to communicate with your classmates and just post them around the classroom. This could be a good resource and reminder for the kids and they'll see it every day, which will start to ingrain it into their minds. Another option that may seem simple but will go far is just getting to know each student. It could be the simplest things such as a sport they play or an activity that they enjoy. Being able to ask them about these things and relate to them could lead them to making them feel like you care and then will lead to them trusting you and feeling like you're someone they could talk to and hopefully confide in if they're struggling or having issues. A simple example could be going up to your student and asking them how their soccer game went. Not only creating relationships with their teachers, but students creating relationships with each other is also a key ingredient. For some students, it's not easy to create friendships as it is for others. So teachers can try and help facilitate these relationships by doing team building exercises, get to know each other games, and group or partner work. This way, students will get familiar with each other and may find common interests that they wouldn't have learned otherwise. Creating a positive environment could also lead to making students feel safer. By having a happy, bright space, it will lead to more uplifting spirits and creating a more positive space. You could do this by putting up cute motivational posters, hanging up the student's best work, or decorating for certain holidays, birthday, or seasons. Lastly, always do your best to spread happiness and positivity as much as possible. 
I know that we all have days where we wake up and all we really want to do is stay cozy in bed or we may even wake up on the wrong side of the bed. But we still have to go into the classroom with a positive mindset and attitude. Next up, I'm going to bring a very, very special guest onto my podcast. This guest is an amazing educator and someone I respect very much. She has many years of experience with creating the best possible space for her students. So now, I would like to introduce my mom, Sean Jenkins. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Okay, so before we get into this topic, could you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your teaching background? Oh boy, there's lots to tell, but I'll keep it brief. I've been teaching for 33 years now, um, all elementary in there. I've taught all grades um, except kindergarten. And I've been a vice principal, and I've been a um, support, teacher support um, person for new teachers. And yeah, I think that's, I've taught out on the Tulalip Indian Reservation uh, with Native American children, and I have taught in a co-op, which currently I'm teaching second grade in the Marysville Cooperative Education Program. Sweet. Wow, you've a lot of background in there. <laughs> okay, so next I'm going to ask you first, how do you think teachers could unintentionally make the classroom an unsafe learning environment? Well, it's actually easy to do. There's lots of um, uh, pitfalls for teachers, but basically I would say the first way that kids would feel unsafe is with no connections or no relationships between themselves and their teacher. Mm -hmm. um, that's first and foremost. Also, the classroom feels unsafe if there aren't clear expectations, you know, if they don't know what's gonna happen, if they don't have a daily schedule, um, if one day it's okay to not raise your hand and the second day it's okay. Um, so those clear expectations really give kids boundaries and a safety net. Like structure? Stru oh, that's exactly, yeah. Structure is huge. That's, I was going to talk about stability and routines. Um, knowing, again, exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and not varying things, changing things too much. And accountability is big also. Holding kids accountable for being the very best that they can be. All of those things, if you don't do those things, kids feel unsafe. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. <laughs> and then, so following that question, how do you personally, or maybe um, a teacher that you know, or educators around you, make a safe learning environment for your kids? So really, we're just going to take those things that I mentioned and we're going to flip them around mm -hmm. and make them what you need to do in the classroom. And first and foremost, it starts with relationships. And you guys have probably heard before that saying, you have to touch the heart before you can reach the mind. And it's absolutely point on, spot on. Mm -hmm. If you do not have a relationship with a child, if they don't feel 
like they are special in your eyes, that they matter, that they are important, you're never really going to be able to teach them to their full potential. You have to take the time to authentically build those relationships. And you do that by, you know, showing an interest in what they do. I have been to more soccer games and basketball games than I can count of my students. It's on my own time, but that shows them how much they matter to me, that, that their lives are important to me. Um, getting to know families, I'm blessed in the co-op because I have that connection, but reaching out to parents and having that bond between the, the parents, the child, and myself, that again builds those relationships. Um, taking time at lunch to have lunch with your kiddos, just a small group, just Anything you can do to get to know them and to show that you value them as a person is crucial. Um, I think in the classroom, it's also really important to develop relationships between the kids themselves and you so that you guys are a team. I always call it my classroom family. And it, it's tricky. It's kind of a layer upon layer, but you, you start by making your classroom a place where you celebrate success, but you also celebrate failure. You make it so it's okay if a child fails. We don't hang our heads. If someone, for instance, every Friday in my class, I give out something, it's a parent bulletin, which lets the parents know how the kiddos did. And on this parent bulletin, they're given an allowance. If they got everything done on time, their behavior was perfect, their total allowance could be 10. We start by celebrating those. We, I read them out loud, we clap. But then I also read out loud students who have a salary of eight. And I simply ask that child, oh, what happened this week? And it's not a head hanging, it's not a shame time, it's a, maybe Dominique might say, forgot to do my math. And it's simply, what you gonna do next week different? And we all applaud that student also. So it's not a competition. It's um, a supporting and everyone not being afraid to not be perfect. Yeah. So many kids feel like they have to be perfect. And if they, they make any mistakes, teacher isn't going to care for them. Kids are going to look down upon them. Yeah. So really supporting each other, making the classroom a place where failure is an opportunity for growth. We always say, I say, you can revise what you did. You get another chance at it. I've heard that one a couple times. Um, what else? <laughs> Let's see. I think that's so important because people always talk about how, um, you know, not to, like you're saying, celebrating the successes and that can make students feel better. But what about the students who don't? You know, what about those ones that are struggling a little bit more and how you still celebrate that and just ask them how they can improve themselves rather than just be like, well, you know, throw them down. I think that's really important. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's very important to have high expectations for your kids because they're going to strive with that relationship. They're going to strive to meet your expectations, but you have to scaffold. You have to tailor it to every child. You know, one child might not be capable as the other. So you can't set these unrealistic realistic expectations that every child every week is going to get all their work done. You, you work with your kids. Again, that goes back to knowing them, building those relationships, understanding them, 
and then helping them to succeed in their own way. Mm -hmm. um, I think another thing that really helps kids feel safe is that positive attitude and having a classroom that is um, aesthetically pleasing, lots of bright colors, lights, I use snuggles, um, cozy, making it cozy, but also making it an atmosphere of just looking for the bright spot. And in my classroom, we always talk about choosing your attitude and how important that is. And when a, a child um, might, in past experience, maybe they don't pass a time test and they're gonna get down on themselves, we turn that around right away. It's like, oh no, let's look at what you did instead of what you didn't do. Let's mm -hmm. use our attitude, let's find the good and just live a life like a Pollyanna. And in the classroom, you as the teacher, you have the responsibility to make sure all kids are feeling happy and positive. Yeah, and that leads to feeling safe. Yeah, all those were so important. Thank you so much um, for coming on to my podcast and yeah. spreading your words of wisdom. <laughs> well, I loved it and good luck to you and all your the future teachers. It's an awesome profession. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. And with that, I will now be concluding my podcast on how to make the classroom a safer space. I went over how you can make it unsafe unintentionally, and then I went over my ideas on how to make it safe. Lastly, I brought in a very special guest, Sean Jenkins, who spread her words of wisdom on how teachers, again, can make it unsafe versus how she makes it safe. Thank you for listening. Bye.